Hello and welcome to episode 90 of No Look Time. My name is Hobbit Valis and with me is the ex-convict 308, Mr. Julian. <laughs> What's good, guys? Oh, Obed, 90th episode, man. Yeah, 10 to 100. We're almost there. Yeah, we should do something special for the 100 episode, man. We should. We should. We should, we should, we should plan something out. So a few weeks away, we still have time to plan something special. Falls out in the for, middle of summer too for listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe we can uh, do something special, and uh, that may maybe a good opportunity for us to do uh, uh, the refresher of the uh, favorite games list. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, we can we can probably just plan out for that and make a make it a, make it an episode that's uh, uh, different from our you know regularly scheduled podcast. Uh, we'll see will that falls in. That's probably going to be like after E3, right? So we'll probably oh, have yeah. a, two weeks of very strong, uh, very heavy news weeks uh, there in, in the middle of June. But yeah, looking forward to getting to 100 and, you know, seeing what happens, man. Should be Huge awesome. Huge accomplishment, man. Start seriously, from zero, seriously. Start from zero, now we're here. <laughs> With more viewers than than Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe, how are you doing, my friend? I'm feeling refreshed, man. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling happy. I know exactly what we're gonna be talking about this episode. We got time today, bro. It's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're going. We're talking about that Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. We'll do that at the end. We do have a couple of news that we want to go over. Uh, Joe, we're gonna skip the WhatsApps because there's uh, basically the WhatsApps is that we I watched the movie, you watched the movie again. That's basically it. That's right. Um, but we are going to jump into man some unfortunate, unfortunate, very sad news that uh, broke about an hour and a half ago, uh, and and it is that uh, Peter Mayhew, better known as Chewbacca, the OG Chewbacca passed away today um so very sad news uh, i'm wearing my star wars weekends 2009 shirt joel because i got this shirt after i went to the peter mayhew q a wow at star wars weekends so in honor of peter mayhew i'm wearing my star wars weekend shirt um but yeah uh very sad of course he wouldn't he was not in solo and uh, Last Jedi, uh, Force Awakens was the last time that he played Chewbacca, and it was half of the time. So, a very unfortunate man. Uh, it, it's crazy because I actually thought he was older. He was 74 when he passed away today. Um, I remember again when seeing it back in 2009, uh, he would have been 63. So that's the same age as my dad, basically. Wow. And but he he didn't look great back then. Like like he looked pretty rough. It's like man, Peter Mayhew looks really old. It's like really busted. He could barely walk. But back then, even you know, and you know, compared to like my dad right now, it's like he does everything, and he's still you know, uh, you know. Of course, he is like he gets winded now, right? Sure. But I, I still won't take him on a fight though. <laughs> That's one of those things. Nice. Uh, but but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a uh, uh, it's crazy, you know. Again, Peter Mayhew being uh, as I uh, I posted on 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 my on my personal Facebook page, uh, not only brought an iconic character to life that belonged only to 
Star Wars fans. He, Chewbacca is a character that transcended Star Wars and became uh, uh, an icon, an iconic character in cinematic history. Um, it's the first time that a character like that was done, and the the character and you know the emotion that he brought to playing a a, a, a gigantic Sasquatch, you know, covered in in fur. And and with no dialogue, basically, just you know the growls and groans that that he did, uh, that the Chewbacca did not necessarily Peter Mayhew, of course, but uh, but he he brought this character to life. And again, Star Wars, like, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, basically my favorite thing ever. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sad. You know, um, not not necessarily shocked, right? It wasn't like Carrie Fisher when Carrie Fisher died out really wasn't expecting that that was that was a big shock there but but you know it's uh not you know very sad nonetheless so yeah i'm in the same boat as you obed um you know emotionally it's it's like we lost a family member like the the fans we all feel this i mean it's not like we just hear his past and it was like oh well you know another another legend pass older whatever like even though you know we knew he, he wasn't in great health and you know, was was on the decline. Unfortunately, like, you know, this is the first. He 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 was Chewbacca. Um, you know, the yep. gentleman that they have now doing it has done a great job. Um, is very respectful of the role. I, I heard him speak at celebration. Um, the guys, you know, really really great. But but Peter um, is the OG, as we like to say. He is, yeah. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, with <laughs> like you said, Obed, you know, his the Chewbacca character really. Um, has to be brought alive by the actor because it's very practical. Um, it's not a CGI character. It's a it's a suit. Um, you know, the, the, there's no um, words that really he speaks. It's just sounds um, that you know that that's was created. Um, and, and just the, the overall way that that he portrayed this character, he could have easily just been a background character. But for many people, Chewbacca is their favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, I know many people that that's the case. Um, you know, he he's a character that I mean, <laughs> I, I see him being around for another few years with Star Wars. We'll see what happens, of course, in in uh, Rise of Skywalker. But um, he's he's a fan favorite. And um, you know, I know people who also met Peter um, personally. Uh, I've heard, I remember uh, one individual I spoke to. She told me how he just was just a nice guy, you know, just just with the fans. And there's, I can tell you this much. I'm not going to point out names, but there's a few um, Star Wars people that, that from in the, in the original cast that you might think would be really nice, and they weren't. And and uh, he was one of the ones that actually was a really cool dude, like just a really nice guy. Um, and yeah, he really was very loved the fans. Yeah, he was uh, he was very genuine. Um, when when I went to the Q and A, it was uh, it was him, uh, Ray Park, yep. who played Darth Maul, and the name escapes me, but it was the voice actor. No, it was the suit actor for Boba Fett. Okay, back uh, back in uh, Empire and and Return of Jedi. Um, so that there were there were um, he was doing uh, he was doing the uh, not the the actor that portrayed that 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 was the in suit for Boba Fett. He was the one doing the Q and A. Okay. Um, and and man, Peter Mayhew showed up and and it was great. And he was you know busting Ray Park's shops and all this stuff. He was he, he was really funny and you know he genuinely genuinely seemed like a very nice person. So uh, yeah. yeah, you know, 
super bummer again, but you know, this, this guy's, this movies are, you know, over 40 years old and, yeah. you know, these guys are, are getting old and it's, you know. And Star Wars was one of his first roles that he ever did as an actor. Um, and if you look at his, his like creds, like that's pretty much the only character he really wanted. He did some other stuff, but really Chewbacca was his, his character that he rode all the way was, down to the thing. end. That was his thing and he nailed it. So. Yeah. Um, what a what a great legacy he's left behind, and he won't be forgotten. And every time I watch uh, the originals, I'll always think of him for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's one of those things that his legacy will live forever. And you know, and 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 as you know, we were talking. It's it's very hard to convey emotion and all this stuff through yeah. uh, this suit and having no dialogue. But just his body language was so excellent when he was portraying the character that you know. Uh, he he spoke without having to say a word, right. and and it was awesome. So you know, again, Chewie got the last line on the New Hope. So he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. He, he did. He, he was like the movie ends with a gar. Yeah, <laughs> that was on the script. Um, but you know, it's again unfortunate. Rest in peace, and and. Uh, you know, uh, our best and condolences to his family. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see you again. Uh, and as uh, Luke said in the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, no one's ever really gone. So that's going right. to be the case with him. Yeah, Joel, we got a couple of news. We're going to, before we jump into the madness that is Avengers, um, let's uh, talk about one iconic character is being brought to life in a movie coming out this November Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog yeah um oh boy so, so we watched the trailer right I got I got a fresh live reaction from you when we you watched did. it cuz you haven't seen it I showed it to you I watched it I was I was gonna watch it. I was gonna watch this trailer with like very 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 low expectations, right? I was like, oh man, we'll see what this thing is. I don't know. Um, I was I was actually pleasantly surprised because the trailer looked actually good. Yeah, it's you know, and and again, man, babies out there are crying and oh my god, they ruined Sonic. They ruined Sonic. It's like Sonic Sonic was ruined by Sonic. 06 back in the Xbox 360 PS3 it was written already no so um yeah I can see where where some fans are are, are getting mad about the design and we'll talk about that in a second because we also have breaking news about that but uh but overall like it, it seemed to me that the movie was at least competently written and you know it it was yeah like, like from the dialogue that was in the the trailer it, it looked fun to me. Jim Carrey looked, looked awesome as Robotnik, too. So, uh, yeah, what do you think, man? Yeah, I, I was the same boat as you. You saw my reaction when I watched it for the first time, and I was laughing. Like, I thought Jim Carrey was funny. Um, I thought it was really cool, the one really uh, supercharged fast sequence with, with uh, Sonic where, where he goes for yeah. a nice little run. I was like, oh, wow. And, and you told me, um, you know, your daughter when she saw the trailer, she had the same reaction. Wow, he's really fast. Yeah, I showed I showed her the trailer, so it was like, it, it, you know what? It, and you cannot get a, a more pure yes. analysis of a trailer than showing it to a four year old. And um, 
yeah, she saw it. And I was like, wow, Sonic's really fast. That's crazy. So and she, <laughs> so she she liked it. Yeah. So, you know, when you when you go back and he, it's like again, and we talked about this right about adults being too harsh on uh, on kids movies or, you know, or, or, or in gaming when, you know, a game that's aimed towards children, adults go ahead and review it as they're. If they're re- the same the same way they review uh, Bloodborne or something like that is ridiculous. So, um, you know that shouldn't be the case. Um, you have to look at it for for what it is and what it's aiming to do. Um, but yeah, it, it looked fine to me, man. That little stinger at the end with Robotnik was was also really cool. It's funny, man. We got Sonic coming out. Also, we had uh, Pokemon that's coming out. Like, yeah. there's some different properties that are coming back um, in this live action form that I do like the 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 uh, the idea of you know trying to bring this up to a new generation. I'm curious to see Obed. We talked about this. Like, will Mario at someday be put in this kind of? I don't know. Well, Mario. Like, there's already a movie being made by. Uh, the minion, the minion guys. Okay. Yeah. Illumination. Illumination. Yeah, they're already like they're making it already. They're, they're working oh, on boy. it. Oh boy! The movie's coming out in a couple years, I think. Okay. If not next year, maybe twenty twenty one. But that movie's coming out soon. Yeah. So um yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, Mario already had had its chance as at live a live action, and it was it was good. Oh no no no! Yeah. Uh, we won't you guys forget that. We'll talk going forward. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly going forward. But you guys should check out like the stories. <laughs> about uh the making of that movie and how uh uh John Leguizamo and um in uh oh man what's the actor that's uh, also in uh Roger Rabbit I am going to be very upset because he passed away and he's really he was really good um hold on, hold on. It's a fact check going on live fact check yeah. to the googles <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, I feel terrible about myself right now, man. I can't believe Bob Hops- Bob Hoskins. Yep. So, uh they they were like hammered drunk throughout the filming of the movie because he was so bad. You could see it. It was uh, yeah, there was it was like it was so bad and they hated each other and then yeah, yeah. it was yeah, it was crazy. So they were like drunk throughout the filming and, and it was a mess but you know uh yeah we'll see if we're gonna get more uh video game adaptations right uh, i know that that tomb raider reboot did okay because they're they're they greenlit a sequel for it yeah, um, i watched it it actually wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be okay not as bad as assassin's creed no that was disappointing <laughs> <laughs> is that do you say that you walked out or fell asleep or something no 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 I, I watched the full thing through oh, okay. um, it just i, I just was sitting there i was just, <laughs> i just sat there and i was just like man like i, I actually want a sequel for this movie but they're not gonna get a sequel because yeah it's just it's just not yeah. not delivering that movie bond, bond really bad too, it did right? it did yeah, yeah there's just nothing behind it and michael fassbender even said he didn't play any of the games beforehand i'm like he just, produced it. He produced it. He's just getting heck? a cash grab at oh, that no. point. I'm like, this is a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely an issue. But uh yeah, I'm curious to see how this one's gonna turn out. It looked fine to me. I don't I, I don't I don't see what the big, you know, man baby outcry is. Now that being said, Joe, about an hour ago we got news 
that uh, the movie's director is uh, definitely paying attention to feedback. And he announced that the character model for Sonic is going to be changed. Um, I don't I don't know to what extent, right? Because uh, we, we just talked about it briefly before we started uh, the, yeah. the podcast. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, the movie comes out in November, so, you know, they still have a few months. And uh, if they keep the, the motion already in play, they just need to just basically flip an asset. Um, and and re-render the the whole thing. Um, if they're gonna do that, then that means that that it's should be a fairly simple process. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's weird. I mean, I I, I do see the problem. I, I do see some problems with the character model, right? Um, it's not perfect, not by by no means, right? Uh, but it but it's also not you know absolutely horrendous it's it's just not it, it's it's good not great one star out of five so how i'll tell weird, you the story behind that so how weird is it gonna be like walking around seeing posters with the original character design and then when you watch the movie he looks a little bit different even well, if it's like minuscule I, i'm assuming legit like large cutouts like in at theaters right now man well i'm assuming those are gonna get recalled like a marketing recall because um, i hope so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that at least in video games, when they do like, uh, they don't do. Uh, based on what I heard, right? I haven't worked at GameStop or or EB Games or or, or whatever or the stores were in the he past. Went EB Games, yeah, EB Games back in the day. <laughs> wow, you went back. Yeah, I'm gonna take you back to the past. So back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my my understanding behind the standees and all these stuff at uh, GameStop. Is that they don't get recalled; they get basically patched. So marketing sends out, you know, patch stuff. Like if it's a title change or a subtitle change or uh, ESRB rating comes out or stuff like that comes in, it's basically just a sticker that they put on top of the existing standee or, you know, whatever they have for marketing purposes. Um, this one's probably gonna be like full. It's either gonna be a full recall or they should play around it. Right, where they would have like a sticker of the new model just spray painting the old one over something, you know, funny like that. I don't know. Um, but it's the, you know, man babies and all this stuff. Uh, I, I appreciate Star Wars for not bunging in to the, yeah. to the man babies. Um, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, we'll see. It's, uh, it's a Sonic. Joe, we got uh, a quick update on uh, the uh, project by Koji Garashi. It's basically a spiritual successor to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Bloodstained. Uh, not Curse of the Moon, but something else of the Moon. Curse of the Moon, I think, uh, Curse, I believe Curse of the Moon is the one that came out already. That was like an 8-bit sort of uh, Castlevania 3 uh, style game. Uh, but uh, anywho, Bloodstained comes out on June 25th for the Switch. Um, June 18th for all the platforms, which is interesting. It's like a week later for the Switch. So June 18th for Xbox and PlayStation. Um, they, of course, they canceled the Vita version already. That was already announced. Uh, and the Switch version comes out on June 25th. 
Um, they did put out a video, Joel, and uh, this is a family-friendly podcast. Um, but it was a video that had a lot of balls, cause they the video started with like comments from Reddit and YouTube about yeah. people complaining about the graphics and how the graphics were not good, and then it was like. And then they have Koji Garashi sitting down like Dracula, drinking wine, throws the cup and, and says something it's like, I will fix it or I will do it. And then they showed the game and they basically changed like the shaders and it looks very different. Like, like, like it doesn't like the, the art style's intact, right? So the art style, it's definitely kept. Um, but they must have changed the shader or something that it, but it do, it does look dem- dramatically different. It doesn't look like. Uh, a budget title anymore it looks something that it's a, a bit more polished so if that's why if that's one of the reasons the the game was delayed to begin with because this game's been delayed like three times already it's been delayed for like a year um if that's one of the reasons why then then i understand and then putting a video with uh those sort of comments at the beginning of the video it's a very ballsy move that it's um, I wouldn't say unheard of, but it's definitely up there with like, oh, this is like, I respect this thing. A direct call to people directly, you know, putting in, there's no, oh, they were kind of hinting or kind of alluding to straight up calling it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that was pretty good, but yeah, they did release a, a new trailer with, uh, some of the, uh, updated graphics, uh, essentially, uh, and it, again, it does look significantly better um, than than what we've saw in that what we saw in the past. Uh, looking forward to it. I I may just grab it for the Switch, you know, since it's it'll probably easier for me to play this sort of game in a in a more of a portable fashion. Um, like again, I absolutely love having Castlevania Symphony of the Night on the Vita because it's just. It's like oh, it's like made for that platform, and it's made for those type of systems. Um, so I would I would probably just grab this on the Switch when it comes out. But yeah, a quick update from uh, uh, from Bloodstain here. Yeah, not much on the gaming side, Joel. Uh, the only other thing uh, before we jump into Avengers is um, Ghost Rider showed up back in Agents of Shield. And it looks like Hulu is picking up the broken pieces that Netflix left behind. And uh, they, they're coming in with a, a Ghost Rider show on Hulu, Joe. Uh, can you give us some more info about that, man? Yeah, man. Uh, this is interesting stuff here. Hulu is going to get their own Marvel Universe, it almost seems like. Uh, Jeff Loeb is essentially putting Ghost Rider on Hulu in addition to other upcoming uh Stuff uh, they have some animated stuff that's coming out. Howard the Duck, Modok, Hit Monkey, Tiger Dazzler. That's also going to be joining uh, on the the Hulu side. Um, but from a live action standpoint, they are bringing uh, the Ghost Rider on there. Ghost Rider, like you said, was last seen on Agents of Shield, and they're actually bringing the same actor, uh, Gabriel Luna, Gabriel Luna, excuse me, uh, bringing him over to the Hulu series. So that's interesting. The first thing we all thought was, oh, wow, the, there's, that's the spinoff, in essence, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, they quickly have come out the, the Marvel um, TV side, has quickly come out and said this is not going to be the same thing as what we saw in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it's going to be something different. I mean, you bring in the same actor, I feel like 
there's going to be a lot of things that are similar, but they may just, just um, not address the show, which the show never showed Ghost Rider's origin entirely. Uh, it just kind of, you know, spoke to certain moments and, and spoke to the to the um, to the uh, Reyes storyline, which is the, the addition uh, of um, of Ghost Rider that they went with on the show and that they're going to also go with on on the, this new show on, on uh, Hulu. But Obed, for a limited series for Hulu, um, this is interesting. Like, I would have thought that after, you know, obviously, yeah, people did really like, I really liked uh, Ghost Rider on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I thought that they might have held off with this character and maybe thought we can kind of sprinkle him in somewhere in the movies. Not necessarily him have his own movie because it seems like audiences don't really um, love that character on the big screen like that. Um, but maybe even being a supporting character at some point, right? Being somewhere in there doesn't mean that they can't do that now with him being, a, you know, in this TV series. But I thought maybe they might, you know, hold out and say, you know, at some point um, he might be a, a supporting character in one of the upcoming films. No, they're straight up keeping him to television, which is what, you know, we saw with characters like Daredevil and, and the other Defenders. So that also makes me wonder about the future of those characters, right? Like, you know... The stuff we've talked about it living on going to Disney Plus, um, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, uh, you know, I, I don't fully understand, you know, how their this deal is with Marvel and Hulu, with what characters, or, you know, that they're going to maybe bring in the future aside from the animated stuff. A lot of questions that come out of this, really, um, aside from the good news of hey, we're gonna have some Ghost Rider content. He's, he's not been sitting around really doing anything, and cool. So we're gonna have <laughs> yeah. more Ghost Rider stuff. Yeah, it's a um, yeah, definitely. Ghost Rider had his chance in the uh, in the big screen, uh, although it wasn't it wasn't what yeah. most of us most of us expecting. Nothing, you know, to do with Nicolas Cage. It's just the direction that, that was, they that they yeah. try to do go with his movies. Um, and then I haven't watched Agents of Shield. I mean, I, I watched like the first season. I, I really, I, yeah. I I really don't watch a lot of TV and a lot of series. So, um, but you know, it's um. It, from what I could tell, and from 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 what I've, what you've told me, it was it was pretty good when when he was around in Agents of Shield. So if they're going to basically sort of spin off of that and, and go into a new direction based on on that and using the same actor, uh, this should be interesting. And then uh, again, Hulu uh, trying to bring in the the competition now that you know Disney is basically a majority stakeholder in Hulu, so. Um, yeah, I can see them moving a lot of their uh, TV stuff to Hulu now instead of Netflix. Um, now that the, you know, the deal's off, technically. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll see where that comes out. And then uh, I mean, I, I'm just, again all this Marvel stuff that's coming out on Disney Plus. Um, I don't know if you saw that. There's a uh, uh, they're working or there or there's very strong rumors that they're going to have. Uh, a, a sequel to Willow on Disney Plus. I don't know if you're familiar with Willow, Joe. Yep. Uh, it's a you know uh, it's an '80s fantasy movie. Uh, it it is a Lucasfilm movie, starting uh, Val Kilmer and um and the uh, actor that played uh, Wicket. Oh my God, what's wrong with names today, Joe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm refreshed. I slept actually pretty good last night. Warwick Davis. So Warwick Davis is uh, played 
um, uh, the titular character in this movie. And uh, yeah, movie was pretty good. I remember watching the movie um, when I was a kid a couple of times. I haven't watched that movie in probably like 25, 30 years, but, um, but it was pretty good. Um, so there's rumors that they're going to uh, come back and do a sequel for Disney Plus on it. So yeah. Should be should be interesting to see when that service launches, man, and how these properties are going to move around. So yeah, we'll see about that, man. Joe, are you ready? This is the moment we've been this waiting for. A- moment you've been waiting for. This is it. All right. Um, uh, last chance. Spoiler alert. If you guys are listening, and you do not want to hear anything about Avengers Endgame. Shut down the podcast. Uh, but that was the last warning. Uh, Joe, the movie was fantastic. It was great. I know that we've already talked offline about some things. And we've had our disagreements. And, and we're going to disagree a little bit here and there. Um, let's uh, let's begin with the, the biggest spoiler of them all. Superman dies. No, it's, <laughs> so, so we've been calling it for... We actually... Call call this moment for Infinity War. Yes, because we thought that it would happen in Infinity War, uh, but Tony Stark, Iron Man, uh, was the one to, but uh, not not the one, but one of the characters that uh, gave his life in this movie. So Tony's gone, um, but not really gone. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Joel, it, it's like, I want to, uh, let's, let's start like from, from the, from the end. Well, let's start with that moment, right? And then we can work yeah, ourselves back to bit to the beginning because that's, I think that's the moment that the moment that moved, um, uh, a lot of people emotionally. So, uh, so we can just start talking about that. Um, I thought that the way it happened, right? It was the right way. It wasn't. I'm gonna take this nuke and blow up in the sky like in, uh, uh, like in the first Avengers. Um, it was. It was the moment that uh, he he had the moment, right? He grabbed the Infinity Stones using the uh, the nanotech suit from the uh, uh, not the Infinity Gauntlet, but a gauntlet that the Avengers crafted uh, to harness the power of the of the stones. Uh, which is a major loophole right there, right? It's major, major loophole. Um, but they they were able to concoct a, a device to harness the powers of stones and use the stones to, uh, in essence, destroy Thanos and his army. Um, so Tony snaps the fingers, Thanos, and, and he's... Uh, 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 in a very poetic moment, you know, the, the army basically just goes and turns into ash and, and Thanos turns into ash, uh, without not even a line. It's like, he's accepting what happened and, you know, just, just vanishes away. Um, and then Tony does not survive the, uh, the snap. So, um, that's basically what happened, Joe. Uh, a lot of people crying in the movie theater at, at my showing. I'm assuming it's the same as yours. Um, I was right there with them, bro. Yeah, the moment that moment did not hit me. We'll talk about the moment that actually hit me after that. Um, 
there were two moments in the movie that uh, one one made me tear up, uh, two made me tear up, one actually made me like actually tear up. Right, I'm not crying like a baby, but you know, tearing up pretty good. Um, uh, but yeah, Joel, that was that was the the big moment, man. How what do you think of the scene and how it played out? Oh, it was a very powerful scene. Um, you and I both said it. We knew that he was gonna come. That his story was gonna come to an end. Uh, it just made sense. I mean, in reality, just from a, a business standpoint, right? Like he was supposed to be out of this thing after 2013 <laughs> from yeah, Iron Man yeah. three. Like just so us to even have um, this this version of, of Iron Man this long is a huge deal. So when this moment came, you know, I thought about it. Like if I was someone reading us reading the script, and I was thinking like. You know, how are we going to end this thing? And someone wrote on the script there, you know, that Tony Stark's going to grab all the Infinity Stones, put it on his gauntlet, and he's going to say, I am Iron Man, snap, and everybody's going to go away, and basically he's going to die after the snap. I would have been like, mm, I'm not sure that's exactly how I'd want it to be. But when you watch it, oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. it works so well. I, I it, can agree, it, yeah. It is so powerful. I can, I can agree with you on that because... Um, that's not how we thought it was going to happen. And, and to me as, uh, you know, an infinity gauntlet fan and a Marvel fan overall, um, the, the way it happened for me personally, um, it didn't like, it didn't blow me away. Right. Because of the loopholes, there's so many loopholes on what happened in this last sequence, uh, that 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 were you know to me they're they're glaring issues that the movie has, um, and you know not saying that the movie's bad because it's not the movie's no, great no, yeah yeah but there's there's glaring issues when it comes to you know uh, uh, the Infinity Stones more specifically, and and I ha- and I have some tremendous problems with that but you know we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um, when uh, when I thought he was gonna go in a in a you know more cliched way and uh, just to see it happen in a very different way was great, right? Um, that was not a problem that I had, but uh, yeah, I I thought that it was the great it was a great send off send off for for the character more specifically. It was something that um, we we thought was gonna happen in the last movie and it happened on this one. Um, when uh, when I saw that he had a daughter, I was like, "Yo, he's gonna he he is super dead. This is super anime right here. He is gone." Yeah. So, um, so I, I I was already mentally prepared for that moment because we we've sort of called it over over two years ago when we when we started the podcast and talking about Infinity War. Uh, we we uh, like I've been ready for this moment for two years and emotionally didn't really hit me uh, there's there's a couple of moments we'll talk about them but yeah um yeah i think that for the character man it was a great send-off you know he was the, the character that started the mcu and uh coincidentally today is the 11th anniversary of yep. the um the iron original man iron man yeah so yeah i mean it's a moment that we've been waiting for for 11 years and um, definitely, um, I'm satisfied with with how they wrapped it up. Um, there's issues again. We we can we'll talk about it, but yeah, 
just starting with that uh let's just start with that that big moment because that's the moment that everyone's talking about that's the big spoiler um yeah, if but, you had that spoiled like it takes away from your experience especially the way it goes out like it's not necessarily yeah. the shock of him going up but the way it all comes together because if not you'll be sitting the whole time like oh, he's gonna die gonna die this one he's gonna die but having that not spoiled, sitting in there and seeing it play out and just your, your mind telling you, like, oh, my goodness, this is happening. This is happening. Wow. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Um, yeah. Joel, let's go back to the beginning of the movie now. Um, and, and it's um, I, I appreciate the first 15 minutes of this movie because instead of having a twist ending, you get a twist uh, beginning. It's awesome. I completely agree. So, you know, instead of getting the the ending we called a mile away, right? We saw that. We knew that was what was going we we've been calling it for forever. Um and there was no twist. Uh, there there was, but you know, nothing crazy, right? Um but the movie begins with the Avengers planning the attack on on Thanos and how to get the uh the stones back and how to do this stuff. Um of course, we get Tony drifting in space. Um, Captain Marvel shows up and rescues them. Uh, him and uh, Nebula. We get a fantastic character moment between Tony and Nebula. Uh, a very humanizing moment for Nebula, which was uh, a character that was missing a lot of humanity um, just for a few minutes there. And, and it was awesome. It was a great, great moment where they were playing, playing paper football. Uh, it was just really silly, but it worked so oh, yeah. It worked so great, man. Um of course, we jump to that scene that we saw in the trailer. Tony recording the message. Uh, and then after that, he falls asleep. Nebula sits him down. And uh, Captain Marvel shows up um, and uh, saves the day. Takes him back to Earth. We got moment number one that uh, that hit me. Mm. And it's when Tony comes down and sees Pepper Potts. And, and he says, I lost a kid. Like, it's like, oh, my God. I was like... Oh, you hit me right here, man. It's like, yeah. So, so that one. Oh man, like even right now. Uh, oh man, even right now. That that moment really got me. And it's, it's, like, it's 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 perfect too because like this is the first time that these guys have seen each other since Civil War. Like they they literally oh, just Captain, yeah, Captain yeah, yeah. Captain Stark. So they haven't said nothing, yeah. and he looks at him and he says, "Steve, I, I lost him. I lost the kid." Yeah. And then and, Pepper comes in. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. that's all he can think about. It's just, ugh. Yeah, and now just to real quick, this is twenty three days after the snap, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a uh, that that moment hit me right in the face, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was one of the one of the most powerful moments in my opinion. Um, and and then after that we get them you know trying to plan it out again and uh, you know nothing comes out of it because just Tony doesn't want to do anything I was like oh forget it it's we're done uh, but then um, then they plan it then they plan us like all right so we can get to Thanos Thanos is in this place there's a you know the same sort of energy shock wave uh, that that was produced when he did the snap happen um, we got him let's go. Uh, so they get on uh, on on the uh, Guardians ship basically, and um, they go into space. Um, so it's uh, just to just to recap again, it's Cap, Black Widow, um, Banner, Thor, Nebula, Rody. and Rocket, and Cap Marvel, right? To go, and Rhodey, yeah. Um, 
So they find Thanos. Um, Camarillo just blows him away with a you know a, a power beam basically, and uh, and they start you know arguing. It's like, oh, what happened to the stones? It's like, oh, I destroyed the stones, and you can see that Thanos is in rough shape uh, when he's walking to the to the hut. Like he's like barely able to get up the stairs, um, and it so happens that uh, Thanos snapped the fingers again to erase the Infinity Stones from existence, and you know half of his body scorched, the Infinity Gauntlet basically destroyed, uh, in essence, and uh, Infinity Stones are gone, so um, they have no way of bringing anyone back. So that was the plan, you know, get the stones back, snap them back in. Um, and uh, they they start saying, "Oh no, you're lying!" Uh, Nebula jumps in, and as uh, Thanos is apologizing to Nebula, just out of nowhere, the Stormbreaker comes in and just chopped his head off. It's like we haven't even gotten the title screen yet. It was loved na- it. It was loved bananas. It. And then he, they said, "What did you do?" And he says, "I went for the head." Thor's like having really bad PTSD uh, that it comes back again but uh, yeah it was crazy and then they go back it's like well we can't do anything Uh, and then five years pass five years pass and then uh, Kevin's trying to help people cope with the snap you know it's been five years but uh, the word hasn't um, been able to uh, come back from uh, from the loss of of all those people. Uh, Joel, you can interject anytime, man. You can you can yeah. take over. Yeah, I mean, just straight off, like I said in the non spoiler, it's very heavy. So, like, you know, the beginning, like you said, is this reverse surprise um, where most people are like, "Oh my goodness!" The whole point of this movie is that the Avengers are going to come back together be Thanos and bring everybody back or bring everyone back or bring some people back or something along those lines. And that happens in the first 15 minutes, but except here's the catch. Can't bring them back. And you're already, you're sad, you know, in the beginning of the movie and you see like, it starts off. I mean, black widow's already crying, which is saying like, look, like he did exactly what he said he's going to do. He's going to wipe off the universe. And just went to Tony, like they're already sad. They're already broken. They're busted. But then when the rea- but when they, they go the one thing that they thought that would make rectify everything is getting Thanos and somehow bringing these people back with the stones when that reality goes away and there's really nothing you could think of of doing anything else because I mean I think most of the audience it was like a restart of the movie at that point because it's like wait we thought it was gonna go this way and like <laughs> Thanos is dead in the beginning of the movie like, what's going on here? So when you get to this place that you're talking about where, you know, Cap is, is, is you know, helping people um, and you see some of the other the other characters, you know, doing different stuff. Like, they all are just at a place where it's like they were busted and now they're broken. And um, the only character that really, um, even like this character is, is still totally not in a good place. The only character that, that, that keeps that shimmer of hope that's the classic is Captain America. Which is why he's the one really trying to dish that out to other people as well. Um, but throughout the that's a consistent theme throughout the whole film. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Some people let this thing go, but we don't. And like he's the one guy who gets it. Like I, I can never let this go. I can never surrender. And that's so 
so consistent with his character in the comics. Like, he literally will never surrender. I mean, you could read Secret Wars, you could read different stuff. This guy always has his mind, even when it's the worst situations. I'll never give up. And that that's where I like that, that when there is that glimmer of hope, when, when uh, Ant-Man shows up and really... How he comes back is a really funny thing. Shout right? out to the to the best Avenger, the best <laughs> Avenger of them all, the random rat that, <laughs> that turned on the machine. That rat is the MVP of the movie, man. If yeah, he didn't man. bring, if he didn't bring this guy back by accidentally pre- stepping on that button, <laughs> like time travel would wouldn't have been a thing for another few more years, you know? Yeah. So, so yes, yeah. yeah, so let's jump into that. So uh, Ant Man comes comes back. Uh, he finds himself as he will snap but not Cassie. He goes out and finds Cassie. Of course, five years passed already, so you know, finds Cassie as a teenager essentially. Uh and um and goes up oh, up to see the uh to see the Avengers and uh or goes up to New York and is like, hey so hey Scott Lang. Uh in between this, you know, we get, you know, that uh Hawkeye went rogue and started mur- straight up murdering gangsters around the world. Uh, we see his family get snapped at the beginning of the movie, so you know he just goes bananas and start killing off bad guys around the around the planet. Um, but he comes back as like and he tells the Avengers that you don't realize that I for you has been five years for but for me has been five hours. So he's been stuck in the quantum realm um, for five hours, but you know in in reality five years passed in in the real world. Um, and that's how they can they they come up with it's like oh maybe we can do time travel and they go to Tony Tony says no they go to Banner which was able to become you know basically the smart smart Hulk uh, so it's basically the body of the Hulk with the consciousness of Banner so he was able to uh, bring that in together um, for the first time that we've seen it. Um, of course, we expected to see this. I expected to see this. I does not. I, I did not expect it to be as distracting as as it was. And and we sort of agreed in that. Uh, this is one of the points that that we sort of disagree. Uh, but to me, I, I personally did not dislike uh, the Hulk in this movie. But it will. It was definitely distracting. Uh, there was something shrieky about him, and and I can't shake it off. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's the for me the issue wasn't uh, so much him being like this Professor Hulk if you want to put it that way you know he kind of supposed to embody that um, it wasn't so much that that bothered me it was the lack of Hulk doing Hulk <laughs> stuff the that's smashing. the way I can put it right lack of smashing so, yeah yeah I mean it lack lack of smashing is definitely is definitely one of the huge pieces um, on on it and and um it's also just uh you know a lack of um the character really doing much outside of him just you know like ban like almost like you have you have banner that's really good in this movie like that that's what you get but yeah. you don't get a lot of really good hulk in this movie that that Absolutely. i yeah. was over for i mean and well you know i don't i don't want to you jump ahead but when you have talk about the character you have to jump to different parts of the movie and yeah. and really that goes into i mean aside from him literally you know, doing the the time travel stuff, he literally has zero action at the end of the movie, and zero action at all in the movie. I don't know. So he, the he, only big moment that he gets is that he does the first snap when they come up with that gauntlet. 
So because of his strength, he's able to snap and survive. And he uses the snap to bring people back in. And that's when the movie sort of like twist ending sort of happened. Right. What, 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 what I mean by lack of action, I mean like he like again all, from a, from a, a spectacle from the mind standpoint. Like that's I think that kind of falls into that banner like really cool moments, right? But literally, he he holds up uh you know the the Avengers uh you know facility from. You know, Rhodey and and and, uh, and um, Rocket, Rocket, um, but and then like you see him run out like at the end with the fight, but you see zero action. With he him doesn't in get he battle. doesn't get an action sequence. Zero, yeah, right. bro. I mean, you see like D list characters getting action, and he gets nothing. nothing. And I've had a, a, a there's a few people that um I know, think I've, his I've scenes been listening cut. into. And like, there's some people have asked the question. Like, I'm not jumping to this conclusion because I don't know this, right? Like, I don't. I'm not. I'm not clairvoyant, but I'm just saying. Like, is it possible that the Russo brothers are not huge fans of the Hulk? They're like, yeah, he, we don't really want to use him that much in their movies because in the first movie, he's he doesn't. <laughs> Hulk is not <laughs> used at all. Aside from I mean, he, he, fight, yeah. he fights Thanos, it was a cool fight. And then, like, he literally says one line, no, and then that's it. Like, there's no Hulk. Like, they like to use Banner, but they don't really like – maybe they don't like to use the Hulk that much. Yeah, so I agree. I, that it's, could it's, be it's a, a It's a conversation it. maybe that there's, like, eh, story-wise, we're not sure how to utilize this character. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I could I could agree with some of that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and then uh, after that, they go see Tony. Um, when Well, before that, in between, right, so – um. Before they went to see Banner, they saw Tony, and Tony, um, they, you know, find out that um, he has a daughter, you know, that's around four, five years old, basically, uh, with Pepper, and um, but at the same time, Tony just keeps thinking about the what ifs, and then he sees uh, he, the picture that he had with with Peter Parker. And uh, and that makes him, you know, that motivates him to look into the time travel thing based on the information that Scott gave him, um, and and then he comes up with it, and then he just shows up at the Avengers facility, and uh, and it's a it's a it's a couple of really good moments there, with, you know, a little quip between him and Cap, and he brings the shield back, and uh, you know, let bygones be bygones, and let's work on this thing and fix it, you know, whatever he takes, right, and. Um, it was a really cool moment between them. Um, there's a, a really good moment with Banner with when they're testing the the time travel with 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 Scott, and, and he goes out and he, he's not time traveling; he's like body changing, and it's uh, it's a it's a pretty funny sequence. Like it's one of the one of the few and far between funny sequences yeah, they get yeah. in the movie, right? Because there there there's plenty, but they're yeah, like exists. peppered around the movie. They're not, yeah. And I said that in the non-spoiler, yeah. is that you'll laugh, you'll cheer, like yeah. you'll smile, but it's not nearly as much as your average Marvel film. Yeah, don't expect it to be Guardians or, or, exactly. or Ant-Man, by no means, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the, the, so the good taco moment with uh, oh with uh, Hulk, it's it's so good. That might with, be the best uh, for me personally. That might be one of my like biggest laughs in the film, bro. Because <laughs> trying keeps, to get a taco, yeah. Because that joke keeps going. Like he gets, he has a taco. This thing blows away. You're laughing, ha 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 ha. 
In comes in Nebula. She's like, there's an idiot on the ground. Haha, <laughs> you're laughing at that. Next moment, here comes Rhodey comes down. High average size, man. You're still laughing from that. Yeah. And then next thing you know, here comes Hulk, you know, for <laughs> Banner, giving it's him another more. talk. <laughs> like, there's like, that's like four back-to-back jokes with this dude just lined up. And it's, it, you're it's just really good. La- it's a great sequence. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really great. Uh, and after that, basically, it's um, it's a uh, all right. So let's do an Avengers fan service thing for like an hour, and uh, and they go to different movies. Um, just uh, 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 we're, uh-huh, go ahead. Well, you're missing what the what Stark says when he shows up. He says, "Are you getting a team together? We're working on it." And that's when we get to uh, one of the characters that I was a little disappointed in in some of the the way the full portrayal was. Because that's how that character jumps into the picture. We're talking about Thor. Oh, Before they yeah, go into yeah, time yeah. travel. Yeah, because they go and grab Thor in, uh, in New Asgard. So basically, Thor started in uh, a town with the remaining right. Asgardians. And then, of course, we see Valkyrie. And and uh, we see again... Uh, oh, man, they keep forgetting his name. The rock guy. The Taka Waititi uh, character. Korg. Uh, Korg, uh, yeah. And uh, they're playing Fortnite. And they go to Thor. And Thor's... Not done anything for five years, so he has a beard belly, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty entertaining, Joel. I think it's it's pretty good. You know, he he got hit hard. His PTSD is like off the charts. So, um, yeah, I know that we disagree in it. I I, I thought it was funny, and uh, what I really loved is that you know throughout the rest of the movie, Hulk doesn't change physically. I mean, he gets a, a new hairdo, right? Uh, when uh, he he summons his powers, but uh, but he still has the little beer flap, and and I and I like that. Yeah, see, this is where I had an issue with like it wasn't necessarily like him physically changing that much, because I could see where like you know like where where they were trying to go with that a bit. Like I'm not entirely with that. It was a matter of um, it was reflective of his character fully just not caring whatsoever. Like he gen like they show up in there and he's, caring, he's yeah. cool and stuff. And he's like, oh, hey guys, oh. and it's just it's like a a big Lebowski joke that, that keeps going yeah. on for a, for a while. That to me was just too long, too much. Yeah. To every time he shows up on the screen, people are like, oh, this yeah. guy. And I'm like, oh, eh. you know, it's, it was like it was a little too much in my opinion. Um, but when you get when you get to it, like when I say he just didn't care, it's like when they finally get to the place where they explain to him, hey man, we've got a way. Of bringing people back, he just looks at them, and then Rocket says, "There's beer on the ship," and he goes, "What kind?" It's like to me, I was like, "Nah, dog, nah." Yeah. Like you're telling me, like <laughs> he's like, "Ah, saving people. Who cares? There's beer on the ship. Mm, I think I'll be there." That to yeah, me was a, a change, problem. That was a, a problem. Man. That was a problem because <laughs> any of them would be emotionally wrecked, and any of them would be hesitant to jump back in. But the reason any of them would jump back in would be for their own personal motivation, not because of a joke about like there being drinks, and it just and it kind of dumbed his character down so bad that you know I thought about when you watched Thor Ragnarok, uh, you know even if you watched the last movie and even the very beginning of the movie where I told you I love that scene where he just I went for the head for the like, right away, like Thor is, Thor gets crazy powerful, like he go he, he you see his character grow in an incredible way. Then you get to this part of the movie where he's basically dumbed down to a, a, a very depressed joke. And, you know, I know people were laughing and I get it. I mean, the, the out of shape guy next to me thought it was funny, too. 
But the Thanks, I'm just Jill. I'm just saying yeah, it's, it's <laughs> true. But I'm just saying like for the average person watching who's gonna look back on this movie, like they're gonna come back and they're gonna be like, you know, someone's like a Thor fan, like oh Thor is awesome. Be like oh you mean the drunk fat guy? Like he kind of got re- brought back to that where I don't think people look back at him and say like oh is character change or his character that i don't think it was it was hit off a deep as heavy as maybe some but, people might have taken it or maybe should have gone so just to just to skip around and we only have sure. a few more minutes left yeah. but um there there the the he there's a moment in the movie right because uh, of course they go back to different avengers movies for different marvel uh mcu movies and whatnot to get the uh stones because they know where the stones are at any given time because they've already encountered them right. throughout the the MCU. So we go to the to the dark world uh, where the ether is in uh, Jane, and which which by the way that scene with Natalie Portman, I I bet dude, I'm not a betting man, but I would bet a Snickers bar that that was a deleted scene from that movie. I don't know, bro, because Natalie Portman was at the premiere of the movie, so I don't know. Oh, really? She was. Oh, interesting. And I know she was not too fond of, you know, being in the movies, so maybe. Oh, yeah. He, like, she dropped off of uh, Ragnarok. Just, yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, so uh, we we see we see Thor just uh, realize that that's the day that Freya dies. And, um, and she finds him, and she knows what's going on. It's like, oh, you're not the same Thor that's here now you know whatever happened in the future you know i know that you can deal with it so you know he he goes back and and he has basically uh uh the moment that he wanted to have with his mother on on the day that um the dark elves invaded asgard and and he had that that moment is a very powerful moment you know it, it touched me like it it was like uh you know it, it was like a like that that the little push that he needed to to come back to to his senses, um, and and uh, and that was a that was a great movie. That was a great moment in the movie as well, um, you know. And then he calls for Mjolnir, and Mjolnir he is like, "Oh, I'm so worthy." So Mjolnir actually comes back uh, to Thor, um, and and then uh, Rocket tells him, you know, Rocket's able to get the ether, and they they're able to get out. Um, so just to jump around, right? Um, the 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 pl- their plan, it's you know, it's it's basically working. Uh, they go back to New York, and there's a little little Hulk joke here where, you know, he's he's embarrassed by the way that that regular Hulk's behaving. Uh, Banner is. I liked that. Uh, that was that was pretty good. Um, uh, the New York sequence, the only the only moment, like uh, yeah, Cap versus Cap, that was awesome. Uh, they dropped the meme like right there in yeah. uh, in front of all of us, the Hail Hydra meme, and it was awesome too. Uh, but I think the the moment of significant, the the uh, big moment of significance in this sequence, uh, there's there's actually two that's very important because for the end of the movie, and it's uh, it's Banner talking to the Ancient One about uh, taking the the stone and why he needs to take it, and Strange thought it was the right thing to do, and then she realizes that. Yeah. Okay. If, if if Strange says that this is what needs to be done, and he's supposed to be the best of us, then I trust him. So they he give him, uh, he gives him the stone. Uh, but before that, she's explaining that uh, there's the reality, basically the the timeline. And if you remove the stones, you remove parts of that reality 
therefore, you know, basically uh, uh, fracturing reality into like a multiverse sort of thing. Um, and and we'll talk about that at the end of the movie because like my my opinion on what happens, but. Uh, and, and and I'm running because I, I only have a few more minutes left. We're, we're probably going to be over a little bit on this one. But um, in, in, in the, the moment, the, the big moment for me in the New York sequence is is actually Loki gets trapped right at the end of the Avengers uh, 1 movie. Um, there's a there, there's big thing, you know, they're fighting. Uh, Tark's got, Stark's got the uh, uh, case with... Um, with yeah, the Tesseract gets bumped by Hulk Loki grabs it and he vanishes so that's significant to me Joel I agree because of what the Asian one said about reality getting fractured um, Loki in my opinion is alive because of two things um, when he grabbed the Tesseract did not go back uh, to being imprisoned um, in Asgard and then by them actually killing past Thanos at the end of the movie the what happened in uh, the Asgardian ship either happened or happened in a different manner in that reality so and and that's where this whole multiverse and and timeline comes in and again cap at the end so we'll talk about it um the um other thing is that this is you know speaking of past thanos that's how thanos foils the plan um there's a, a glitch within nebula that 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 it's not it's not a plot hole uh, but it's a lazy way of, of, in my opinion, of, of having the plot flow, right? And it's basically that there's the glitch in Nebula uh, or this con- or network. It's basically an IP conflict, Joe. So there's an IP conflict because Nebula goes back to the time where Star-Lord's picking up the Power Stone. Um, and and there's, there's a, a conflict between the two Nebulas and they both start sharing, basically, memory. Um, and, and, you know, that's how Thanos finds out what's going on uh they're able to actually capture future nebula um and and get her uh time device with the time device thanos that's how he's able to go back to the to go into the future and and try to get the uh the infinity stones back from the avengers uh or from the avengers not necessarily back because at this point he still didn't have them um yeah, it, I think that to me was a little bit lazy, if you ask me. Uh, did it work? Sure. Could it could it been better? Of course, you could have. Uh, my my thought, Joel, when I saw the the two nebulas, um, uh, in uh, in in during the the last uh, sequence, um, was that uh, one of the nebulas or past nebula was gonna flip on Thanos. She was gonna grab the gauntlet and undo everything, right? Which would like, be very comic booky. Exactly. Uh, no, she just get she just get get got by future Nebula. <laughs> so yeah. But at least um, Nebula played a big enough role that like it's cool still. Like wink, it was wink, good. Intent, you know. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was it was cool. It was cool. Um. Of course, the uh, second or, or or the or the first big death that we get in the movie is is uh, Black Widow. 
Um, she sacrifices herself to give Hawkeye the Soul Stone, which again more plot holes, because the stone was returned at the end of the movie, of course. So, you know. Yeah, Although here's the that. thing about that that I know the plot hole thing of that that mm-hmm. you know the, the the ancient one says to keep the balance of time the stones must return back to their original timeline yep. but it doesn't necessarily mean she never says at least that it means it has to go back to the same person or same place she just says the same time yeah yeah so I don't know <clears throat> yeah um what else, Joe? Uh, what else of uh, of crazy significance we get here? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that that sacrifice alone is is pretty massive because like they have something to avenge. Like they I remember Thor says to to them like, "Hey, well, why can't we just? Bring, why are we all sad? Like we can just bring her back. Like let's just we got the stones. We can just bring her back." And no. Nah. No, because. Banner says at the end of the movie that that he when he snapped he he really really tried to get her back and, and she yes. didn't come back. Yes, he does. Um, say let's go back to that moment, Joe, because we're we're almost out of time. Um, that uh, end sequence before before the uh, big fight, of course, um, uh, Iron Man, Thor, and Cap are fighting Thanos, and if, and we get the moment, we get the moment, Joel, that Thor knew. Like Cap was gonna do it, and Cap picks Mjolnir and smacks Thanos around with it. It was great. It was I don't know fan- about you, Obed. You, pro- I was. Like I got goosebumps. So dude. excited! It in was my so. Theater. It was great. It was fantastic. We we uh, were we were screaming in my theater. It was opening night, so yeah. people were just ah. We sound like a tribe out of Wakanda. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a great time. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah. And Captain America. And Captain America has another really awesome sequence because then he's it's him versus Thanos straight up, and Thanos is is breaking the shield, which is another comic book moment mm-hmm. that actually happens. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, he's gonna stand up and plant his feet, and you know, no, you move, you know, and you kind of get that. But that one shot, Obed, where he where Thanos he brought in his whole army, the Black Order's there, Ace. he's standing there, and you have Cap standing all by himself. With Looking a little at light of God coming down. It was Bro, so good. I need a poster of that. It was so good. Oh, my goodness. It, I think that, for some people, that might have passed them by. Not me, dude. I mm-mm. soaked that in. Yeah, you were ta- you started talking about it. I knew exactly where you were going. Yep. It was so, it was so, so good. Yeah. And then it goes cap to your left. Ugh. And then we get the little portal going on from uh, 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 Strange. Strange. And, uh, and, and we get Black Panther walks in. Uh, yep. With uh, with Shuri and everybody from and then, the MCU comes and then in. Everyone shows up. <laughs> Throws e- everybody. But, but everyone, including the you know the the all the you know wizards and uh, the the Wakandans and uh, the remaining Asgardians. It was it was really good. It was Bro, really the Ravagers good. were there. Even Howard the Duck was actually out yeah, there. Like yeah. everybody. Everybody was there. It was awesome. Now the funny thing is, uh, Strange says, uh, you know, to him, "Is that all?" And then Wong says, "Like, how many more do you want me to bring?" And <laughs> and I mean, it's a funny moment, but I, I did cross my mind. I was like, "Well, if the X Men were out there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?" Yeah. And also the, the Netflix characters, which I talked to you about briefly, that apparently they did want to do it just legally. They had that two year, you know, 
uh, on screen, you know, rule that whatever. Stinks. So that that's why they couldn't get him. Yeah. I also Obed thought, you know, there was a little wink also to Namor in the movie uh, earlier on. So I wasn't sure if he was going to show up in that scene too, just for like a brief second because. I don't know if you caught it, but when when all the 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 different um, guys are standing around with the holograms and talking to Scar um, to Black Widow, I was gonna say Scar Johansson. No, talking to Black Widow. <laughs> Who is Scar Johansson, right? Um, and and they uh, they say to her, um, "There's been a you know a, a, a shaking under the sea. What are we gonna do about it?" She says, "Nothing." And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, "Okay, there's some stuff going down under the sea. Could be either Namor himself got you know snapped away." And, he, and the seas are restless because it may, or maybe whatever happened down there, he's got to take care of business. But that definitely had me going, okay, I see what you guys. Okay. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that. So, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. And we, we talked that, that, uh, long, uh, battle sequence is phenomenal. One of the, one of the best I've seen in, in cinema history. It was fantastic. Um, but just moving around along, we've already talked about, you know, the end and Tony and whatnot. Uh, the second moment that got me, Tony's funeral, not because of, you know, Tony passing away, uh, but his daughter talking to Happy about cheeseburgers. Bro, I was like, I was like, damn you guys. And I talked, <laughs> I talked to, I talked to a coworker because yeah. we were talking about it at, at, uh, at lunch, um, before you, you joined us one of the, one of one day this week. And, uh, he looks at me and is like, bro, what do you think about what, what, was what was the part that made you cry in the movie? I was like, not made me cry, but there was a mo moment that almost made me cry. And he goes, cheeseburgers. And I was like, cheeseburgers. And yep. yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, man, me too. It's like I, 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 I almost lost it right there. So um, yeah, that moment really that that was the moment that really freaking got <laughs> me, dude. It's like it got me really hard. Powerful. Um, powerful. Yeah, and of course we get everyone come back, and and then uh, Tony gives uh, Peter a hug, and it was awesome. So it was all great. Uh, but of course, you know, we get the 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 twist ending. It's basically Cap goes back to uh, Return to Stones and Mjolnir to the rifle timelines, um, and then he he skips his exit basically. Uh, which now there's two Caps, Joel, because there's the old Cap, and then there's a young Cap that's frozen. So, uh, they're, they're, you know what? They did this on purpose because that way they can leave it open Absolutely. to to whatever they want to do, uh, which is genius, right? Uh, but Captain America shows up, and he's an old man. Um, he talks to um, uh, to Falcon about um, you know living his life, and uh, it and, uh, and and you know that basically he said that he enjoyed the life that he didn't have, and uh and that he it was he looked very happy it's like he yeah. looked very fulfilled and it was awesome um and then he gives falcon the shield um which again the shield was destroyed put two and two together joel that's right yeah so um gives him the shield um and uh, basically, Falcon becomes Captain America at the end of the movie, um, which is again comic book, uh, very yeah. very comic book moment. And I don't know about you, but I kind of felt like Bucky saw this coming because 
you know, when he's kind of saying goodbye to Steve for the time travel, the way when I watched at least the second time, you almost feel as if Steve and Bucky kind of talk beforehand of like, mm. look, like, I, you know, I, I might be back, but things might be different. Like, not necessarily know exactly how things are going to go, but like some stuff might might happen. So that's why I think when Bucky kind of goes over, hey, hey, Sam, check this out. And he kind of looks at him like, go talk to him. Like this mm-hmm. is for you. You need to talk. And even when he gets a shield, he looks back at Bucky. But he's like, like I got you. Like I, I saw this. I don't know. I feel like there's something there too. That yeah, to he probably he probably knew. He probably knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, and then the the movie ends with with uh, getting the dance that was promised um, back in uh, in in, uh, in uh, the first Avenger between uh, Cap and Agent Carter. Uh, we did skip that part with Carter and 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 Howard Stark. Um, that part was it was good, but it, it wasn't it, to me. It wasn't all uh, of of much significance except for the part that Howard ter- tells Tony uh, that I've, that you know basically what he wants to accomplish is to give put himself or 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 put everyone else before his work, um, and that's what Tony does at the end of the movie. So you know, um, that's the uh, the big part of significance on on that sequence. Um, uh, we see Jarvis, human Jarvis. So yep. which is the same good. actor from the Agent Carter yeah. series. Yeah. So yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, last thoughts here, Obed. I gotta say, like, I feel like this movie was definitely how they worded a love letter to the to the Marvel fans, and also a love letter uh, to Robert Downey Jr.'s performance of Iron Man, like from beginning to end. What a great performance for RDJ gave us for this movie. I and mean, he's always given us really great performances, Iron Man. But this movie, just you see the levels to it. You see son, uh, husband, father, you know, uh, altered uh, PTSD versions of, of Iron Man in this film. So many yeah. different levels to it. Uh, There's so many actors that phone it in and when it comes to the roles that they played for a long time and they get paid money. RDJ didn't do that. He didn't really cash good. the checks. He gave us a great... Yeah. Uh, at closing and so it's a really really good movie i really like this movie a lot i hope to see it again soon absolutely absolutely yeah i can't yeah i i wish i could crack, go go see it again in the, the theater i'm sure i'll see it on blu-ray when it comes out for sure um but yeah man it, i i loved it it was great i think it was a it was a fantastic film um and you know they did a very great job at wrapping it up but not wrapping it up uh so tight that you know that it it could not be unwrapped. So That's right. It's uh they 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 were very smart about some of the choices, um and yeah I'm looking forward to see what the next phase is. Of course we are looking forward to what Spidey uh uh over um in July is gonna be like because it's we're assuming it takes place after everyone comes back and how the world's changed and how the universe changed. So we're looking forward to see that, Joe. That was our spoiler cast. It was fantastic. Great movie. Highly recommend it. Ten out of ten, in my opinion. It was it was very enjoyable. Um and uh because it, it made you feel a lot of stuff and it was awesome. So That's right. Uh it was great. Uh Joe, plug us in, sir. I'll send us home, buddy. Thank you guys for taking time out of your day. Listen to us here no load time. This really fun special episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we want to invite you to make sure you stay connected with us on our social media. Give us a follow at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, make sure you're a subscriber, right? You can hear when our latest episodes drop. Uh, you can subscribe to the audio version, the podcast version on 
iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Uh, if you also are a watcher on our YouTube channel, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, like it, drop some comments. We always appreciate that. And speaking of comments, you can send your feedback to us. Send an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. Feedback, responses to some of the stuff we talked about here. Uh, you know, especially with this really fun episode. Tell us what, what moments you enjoyed about this movie. We'd love to hear from you, and, and we look forward to seeing you guys in our next episode. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you again next time.